Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And we're going to get back to all of your questions here in just a moment. Remember you can email the show Jesse at Jesse your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions. Uh, you can go catch any part of the show you missed. I'm sure you didn't, but if you did, you can go download it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I do have to finish my thought. I ran out of time. What is the greatest gas station food? Go get yourself a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Stay with me. Stay with me. Go get a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos and then walk over to the nachos section where they have the cheese and the chili machine there. And you've seen this section before. I know you have. And usually you think you're bound by the little nacho trays they have there along with the little bag of tortilla chips they have there. 
It's just human nature to think those are the chips I have to use there. That's not true. Just take your flaming hot Cheetos, grab one of the trays, open the flaming hot Cheetos, dump it into the tray, keep the bag. You're going to need to keep the bag. Don't throw the bag away. Then go to the nacho machine and take that glorious, healthy gas station nacho cheese and squirt it all over your flaming hot Cheetos. Uh, make sure you're you're going to want to grab a, a spoon for sure. Uh, this is not going to be able to you're not going to be able to eat this with your fingers. Grab a spoon, then you simply bring the bag of flaming hot Cheetos up to the counter. They'll scan it. You pay. Perfectly legal. The greatest gas station food ever. What, Chris? What is it with me and adding cheese to cheesy chips? Uh, is more cheese ever bad? Has anybody in the history of mankind ever bitten into something and said, oh, this has too much cheese? It's never happened, Chris. I'm, I'm serious. If I was lactose intolerant, I would still eat cheese all the time. I, whatever it did to me, I would never be able to stop myself, ever. It's the greatest thing ever. <clears throat> Machine Gun Kelly. A couple weeks ago. Oh, it is Friday. A couple weeks ago, a listener asked about teaching kids how to drink alcohol. I support this idea, and I want to teach my kids to be responsible as they grow up as well. However, I've never tasted an alcoholic drink of any kind in my life. So my question is, uh, my question is this. Should I teach myself how to drink at the age of 37 so I can help my kids learn when the time comes? And if so, how would you recommend doing that? I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for an excuse to start drinking, as I've obviously done fine without it for this long. But I'm not going to assume my kids will make the same decisions I've made, so I'm trying to prepare accordingly. Greatly appreciate all you do, and I'd be honored if you said my name. My name is Tyler. Tyler, don't you dare take a drink of alcohol now. There's nothing redeemable about it. You've made it to the age of 37 without it. That means you endured all the teen years, the college and or military years, all through your 20s. You're almost through your 30s. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's extremely cool. I, I would, I, I'll tell you what, I'm jealous. I wish I could tell my kids, I've never had a drink of alcohol. I can't say that to them without being a horrible liar. No, no. Be that example for them. Dear Buckaroo Bonsai Jesse, we all grew up with movie ratings like PG, PG-13, NC-17. How come they are not adding LGBTQ and woke? Are Republicans pushing for this? In addition to that, I think Hulu, HBO, Netflix, etc. need the ability to exclude LGBTQ and woke movies and content. I don't need Prime, Hulu, HBO, and Netflix all at the same time. Which one will I drop? The one that does not allow me to exclude it. Every single listener should be contacting their provider and demanding to upgrade the movie ratings to exclude content. Says I can say his name. His name is Grant. And he says, P.S. I had an ex-roommate that moved out and killed himself because he was gay and could not tell his Italian family. If people want to be gay, I don't care. But I don't think I should have to be waterboarded for that content. Look, you bring up a great point. <laughs> you wish you could be able to cut that stuff out. Because clearly, Chris, pull up the Disney lady again. We're going to play this again for everybody. Clearly, this is something they, they're they very purposeful about. But look, 
when you listen to this lady, you're going to get the answer to your question. Why isn't there some way you can filter this out? The last thing in the world these people want is for you to filter it out. Why do you think they're so adamant that teachers are able to teach your kids about this? Not their own kids, right? They're, they're not. Remember, the push from the left right now isn't so they can teach their own children things. It's so they can teach your children things. Listen to this person and tell me, does this person sound like the type of person who wants you to be able to opt out? I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard. The showrunners were super welcoming. Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like I I feel like I felt like it was I mean like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around. They're going hard, and then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of I don't have to be afraid. Let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background. This like I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to like. The, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like I, I just was like, no one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. Does that sound like a human being who wants you to be able to opt out? The entire point of communism, what the, the entire reason these people are so adamant about censorship everywhere, censorship on big tech. No, you're not allowed to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. No, you're not allowed to discuss this. Oh, whoa, don't you dare question the election. Oh, what? Here, here's your box. Here's your box where you're allowed to think you're not allowed to step outside of it. These people understand you must be forced into it. Remember, in communist countries, the border guards are there to keep people in. Keep people in. Uh, the communist revolution in Russia, when the Bolsheviks ended up taking over, and they fought this horrible war, and the, the, the communists took over. You want to know what one of the first things was they did? It ended up being a big chant in town. They had a gigantic meeting. One of the first things they did... You know what the chant was? Abolish the passports. Abolish the passports. They understood full well people weren't going to want to live under their demonic system. They had to be forced to do so. Remember, the Berlin Wall was not to keep West Germans out of East Germany. It was to keep the East Germans in. There's no special rating that will allow you to keep all this LGBTQ Air Force stuff out because they don't want you to be able to opt out. They don't want you to be able to opt out in school. They don't want your kids to be able to opt out. They don't want you to be able to opt out when you're watching a movie. They don't want to be able to watch, opt out when you're watching the news. They don't want you to be able to opt out when you're buying a pack of Oreos. The U.S. Embassy in other nations now flies the rainbow flag. They don't want you to have the option to say, hey, this isn't for me. That's the last thing in the world they would ever give you. And the answer to your question, why don't any of these companies give you that option? HBO, Netflix, Amazon, Prime, Hulu. Why don't they give you that option? 
They all have the exact same agenda and the same psychopaths running the company and the co- and their HR departments. They have the same writers. They have the same thinkers. It would never even occur to anyone at any of those countries to give you an option or, or companies to give you an option to opt out. They're more interested in forcing you to opt in. Why do you think? Why do you think they're so interested in slipping this into Disney? Have you thought about that? Think, th- pause for a moment. Doesn't matter what your personal preferences in life are. How big is the market for people who have gone to a Disney movie and they've walked out saying, ah, I really wish there were more gay people in there. How many people is that in the country itself? Remember, we're dealing with 1%, 2% of the population that even is, let alone the ones that want to force that into a Disney movie. How many people are we even talking about? A tiny, tiny amount. And yet, if you take your kids to see the new Lightyear movie that's coming out, which you shouldn't, but if you do, your kids will get to sit there and watch a lesbian kiss in a simple cartoon movie that was supposed to be fun. Why? Opt out? Oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to be opting out of anything. You're going to be forced in. That is communism. Now, let's talk about something good real quick. Talk about Tunnel to Towers. You know, I can't imagine how horrible it would be to lose a spouse in combat or lose a spouse as a, as a first responder. It would be unimaginable, right? Imagine that, having to raise your kids on your own, young age. It'd be terrible. And what these people really need is community. Tunnel the Towers is building them an entire community, 110 homes. It's a big community in Lando Lakes, Florida for Gold Star Widows and their children. They can come together. There's a gigantic pool. Go swimming. There's going to be a place for them to do business together. It is one of the most blessed missions I've ever heard of. And Tunnel to Towers does not ask for a lot. They give everything back, but they don't ask for a lot. They ask for $11 a month, 11 bucks. Surely we can do that, right? Go to T, the number two, T.org and sign up. 11 bucks a month, T2T.org. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Angry about those gas prices? Don't worry. They are all over it. But we need to do something else. We need to get off this roller coaster relying on oil. That's not, that's not good. These people are on it. But at the very st- same time, we must speed up, not slow down our transition to clean energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how much they care. Anyway, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to try to pick up the pace a little bit here. Although I will say, to my credit, Chris... I've gotten through quite a few of these today. I have. I've been better today than I have before. Don't. I know there's a big stack left, Chris. I'm working on it. You, you know, I don't get any credit. I don't get any credit. I don't get the credit I deserve. I'm a huge, important celebrity, Chris. What? I'm a very important person. Old-timer Jesse. You know, that's not nice. Old-timer Jesse. Now that the U.S. instituted a safe space policy, do you think the U.S. Marines will ever go the same weak, woke route? He says, thanks, love the show. Well, 
I mean, we just had this talk, right? We just had this talk last segment. We were talking about why all the LGBTQ Air Force stuff is in every single thing you see now. It's in the Oreos you buy. It, 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 it's everywhere. It, absolutely everywhere. You can't escape it. Uh, they don't make their beliefs and their policies escapable. And you know I love the Marines, obviously. Uh, very proud to have served. I, I was the definition of an average Marine, but proud to have done it. Uh, they're coming for the Marines too, man. In the end, everything gets got. Everything gets got in the end because their their ideology must be all-encompassing. Remember, from the very beginning of communism, the very beginning of it, they believed it wasn't for Russia. It was for the entire world. It was a workers of the where, Unite? Workers of the where? Was it workers of Russia? Workers of France? Worker, it was workers of the world unite. Their idea, it is a universal religion. Universal. It must be for everyone. It's, it's the most violently aggressive religion I've ever heard of in my life. In fact, I believe you can compare it to the radical Islamic set. Now, I'm not comparing it to Islam, but you know, the radical terrorist nutjobs who believe you should convert or be incinerated. That's very much communism. And remember remember ISIS? Remember how evil ISIS was? Everyone forgets because Trump finally let the generals do their job and they basically dismantled ISIS. I know ISIS is still there, but they basically dismantled it. People forget how big ISIS was when Obama was president. They controlled huge chunks of territory in this country, in this, country, in this world. Huge chunks of territory. They were committing terrorist attacks in America, all over Europe. I mean, they, they, were, they were a big, big deal. And so we would dig into to what they believed, and they just genuinely believed that their religion should dominate everyone on the planet, and everyone who didn't believe that, even fellow Muslims, deserved to die. And they believed they were ushering in this Islamic apocalypse. I mean, it was this horrible death cult. Chris and I have had this talk before. ISIS was as evil as anyone who's ever lived, including you know the Nazis. They really were. They really were. Uh, the things they did, I mean, the things I'm not even going to go into because it's a Friday show, but to babies and women, horrible. They didn't have the money and infrastructure of the Nazis so they couldn't pull off death on that level. They're easily as evil. Maybe the most evil people have ever lived, but they believed it should be for everyone. The communist thinks like that about the planet. It has to be for everyone. That's what makes him so dangerous, and that's why we have to be so aggressive with him. And that's why I say all the time, you cannot live and let live your way out of communism. Yes, I want the government small and limited. I want to live and let live. I just want to be left alone. I, I want the things you want. I believe the things you believe. That's, that's very much my philosophy. But you cannot live and let live your way out of communism. He's too aggressive. If you're in your house and you just want to stay behind your fence in your front yard or backyard and you just want to be left alone, but your neighbor, he wants to invade your fence and invade your yard and invade your home and take over everything you have, you can't live and let live your way out of that situation. You're going to have to get aggressive, more aggressive than you'd like to be to keep him out. That's where we are. Will they get the Marines eventually? You bet they will. They're going to get it all. They're going to get, look, they're going to get all the super studs too. Navy SEALs, Green Berets, 
Rangers, Pickham, Marine Raiders, Air Force PJs. In the end, they're going to get them all. All right? I know, the, I know that's a little dark. You know, you know what we need? I, need? I need an elected official who understands the issues and can cheer me up. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I, I, I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. <laughs> you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean. If you, if you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean. Of course. <laughs> conventional war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Listen, thank you. <laughs> Dear Menu Whisperer, I thought we were friends. First, you go and suggest oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal and cookies is a good thing. Oatmeal raisin cookies are amazing. All right, you people are crazy. Then you slide in the fact that you don't eat corn. Now, now you say voodoo child is the best. Have you not heard Stevie Ray Vaughan's version? Next, you'll probably tell me that Thousand Island isn't the best salad dressing at Red Lobster. I may have to reconsider our relationship. He said I can say his name. His name is Scott. <laughs> One, Thousand Island is not the best dressing at Red Lobster. Blue cheese is. Blue cheese. Yes, it is, Chris. Yes, it is. Blue cheese is not disgusting. But I'll, I'll defend. The, uh, look, this is a rare moment where I'll defend Chris. Blue cheese is wonderful, but it's one of those foods where I understand when people don't think it's wonderful. It is mold. It just happens to be delicious mold, Chris. Mold can be delicious. I'm sorry I don't pass judgment. Wait a minute. Are you people even allowed to eat blue cheese? Are you allowed to eat blue cheese? You think so? Don't you think maybe you should make sure? Chris, you might want to check in with your rabbi during the break here. Well, I guess, no, you don't have to because you're some weirdo turbo freak who doesn't eat blue cheese. All right. We have a ton of blue. We have a a ton of blue. We have a ton of emails. I still have to get to. And man, I'm behind. It's going to be fun. Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here with a message that's about safety. When it comes to protecting your loved ones, it's not just about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Picture this. A situation arises where you or your loved ones are threatened. Instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. What if there was a way to effectively defend yourself and de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher 
equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. We don't always need to go to DEFCON 1. We just need protection to confidently ensure we can defuse the situation and drive the threat away immediately. Burna is legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Burna is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. I do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created Rough Greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy. All those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free Jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG. That's roughgreens.com slash jesse. Well, the weather's warming up and summer's just around the corner. Everyone has a favorite outdoor activity, golf, bike riding, bird watching, long walks. Ask 100 people, you get 100 answers. But if everyday aches and pains are keeping you on the sidelines, I have one answer. Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free daily supplement that helps your body fight pain naturally. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients. It doesn't just mask pain, it helps reduce or even eliminate it. Wherever you're hurting, back, neck, joints, or muscles, in three weeks or less, you'll start to feel the difference all day, every day. So whatever you like to do, swimming, pickleball, hanging out in the garden, Relief Factor can help you feel good again and let you enjoy all your favorite outdoor activities all summer long. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF and save on your first order. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. Fight pain naturally with Relief Factor. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. What a great song. Jim Croce's underrated. We need to mix that song in the mix more. Yes, that's who sings that, Chris, you daggone Philistine. Jim Croce, that's how you say his name. Yes, how do you think you say his name? It's not Croce. Gosh, you're such a child. You know what, Chris? We need to learn more about communism because you're stupid. Chris and I were talking during the break, and we decided we haven't done this in a while, and... Every now and then we do feel an obligation to do something important on the show. We we ended up talking a lot today about the communists and their mentality and why they do what they do. But a lot of people don't remember. Uh, This ideology was brought here by the Soviet Union and it was done very much on purpose. And the media doesn't want you to know that. So they won't ever talk about this. And your kids certainly never going to learn about it in school. But we have it from the horse's mouth. Yuri Bezmenov defected. And in 1984, he sat down with this guy in Canada. He defected to Canada and he sat down with this guy and he gave like an hour and a half long interview. And it is so interesting. And this is going to be long. I'm going to play you a couple cuts of this, but I think it's important we understand how they viewed it 
and why they did what they did. And what you're seeing now is the fruits of the counter-revolution they started here. But I'm going to go to Yuri. I'm going to let him explain it. Remember, if you look around and you're disgusted by the poisonous ideology that's taken over your country, it was done very much on purpose. Same thing was done under the guidance of, of the Soviet embassy in Hanoi. And same thing I was doing in New Delhi. To my horror, I discovered that in the files where people were doomed to execution, there were names of, of pro-Soviet journalists with whom I was personally friendly. Pro-Soviet? Yes. They were idealistically minded leftists who uh, made several visits to USSR. And yet, the KGB decided that come revolution or drastic changes in political structure of India, they will have to go. Why is that? Because they know too much. Simply because, you see, the useful idiots, the, the leftists who are idealistically believing in the beauty of Soviet socialist or communist or whatever system, when they get disillusioned, they become the worst enemies. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made the point, never bother with leftists. Forget about these political prostitutes. Aim higher. This was my instruction. Try to get into... into uh, large circulation established conservative media, rich, filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles, cynical, egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the most recruitable people. people pause, who pause, pause real quick, Chris. None of this is sounding familiar, right? Useful idiots in the media, people who will look right into your eyes, and tell you a lie. None of this sounds familiar, right? Keep going, Chris. Keep going. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy or too uh, suffer from self-importance. Uh, they feel that uh, they, they matter a lot. Uh, these are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. But or, to eliminate the others, to execute the others, don't they serve some purpose? Wouldn't they be the no, ones they, they rely they on? they serve purpose only at the stage of destabilization of a nation. For example, your leftists in, in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize a nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. Any of that sound familiar at all? None of that, right? Remember, I've, we talked about this a lot. When we talk about uh, not just the professor class in this country, but the various communist street groups like the, the BLM and Antifa and LGBTQ Air Force and today's Earth Day. So, of course, the climate change nutters. None of them in the end will hold any power. It'll always be, you know, the billionaires and political class leaders who will hold the power. The people who help them get there, they'll be removed. Again, my friend Phil says, I want to give him credit for it. He says all the time. The only good thing about communism is all the communists communism is killed. In the end, they're all going to get it. Anyway, Chris, play that other cut about uh, ideological subversion because this is important. It's something if you listen for a long time, you've heard this a bunch, but we have a bunch of new listeners. It is important for people to understand 
what you're dealing with now here and why you're dealing with it. Again, this is Soviet defector from 1984, KGB guy, Yuri Bezmenov, explaining why they did what they did here. Go. Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriyatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. That sound familiar at all? An era with so much information, yet people can't see the truth? When's the last time you saw somebody say, Ah, oh, I just got COVID for the third time. I'm homesick. But I'm grateful to be vaxxed and boosted. Go get your shot today. That human being, that human being is so demoralized, to use his word, and lost. That person could never in a million years, in a million years, come to accurate conclusions about anything. And what's scary, the scariest thing about that Yuri Bezmanov stuff we just played for you, don't worry, I'm going to play it again. Not today, obviously. I have other stuff I have to get to. That was from 1984. That was almost 40 years ago. Are you starting to understand exactly how we got in the pickle we got into here? They got into the education system. They started doing this on purpose to our kids. And now we have generations. Now those kids are adults. They're CEOs. They write your movies. You teach your children. And they're not teaching your kids anything about pro-America. All right. We're going to do a big email roundup, as many as I can possibly get through. Next. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. 
The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is the final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. Gosh, I feel like I feel like we just got here an hour ago. It's crazy. Anyway, if you want to email the show, you can email Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions. There's always another Friday coming. I mean, hopefully there's another Friday coming. I mean, for all I know, we're going to end up in World War III at this point. Today, the United States is announcing that we intend to provide an additional $500 million in direct economic assistance to the Ukrainian government. This brings our total economic support for Ukraine to $1 billion in the past two months. Yeah, I guess we're going to see how that, all that works out in the end. Anyway. And now. Here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Emails. We didn't get to. Dr. Jesse, I'm 14 and I want to be a politician when I get older. What do you think I should do? I think you should go earn a living. Get some life experience first. I think you should, um, uh, if you're a dude, I think once you grow up a little bit, I think you should go find yourself a dime and put a ring on her finger and marry her and make a bunch of babies with her. And then eventually, once you've had enough life experience, then you think about wading into politics. I think it's cool you want to do it. That's awesome. Until then, just... Get some life experience first. We don't need more career political people. I know you have a good heart and want to serve. We need people who actually have some life experience. Oh, and the same thing applies if you're a young lady. Go find yourself a man who will sweep you off your feet, put a ring on your finger, make some babies with him. Go make a home. Just wanted to know if you had a crush on someone famous when you were younger, and if you could get a hall pass today, who would it be? I love the show. His, his name is Wayne. Uh, no, Wayne, I'm not... Not going to be taking any hall passes. I've always thought that concept was a little bit odd. Hey, honey, I'm, I love you, but just in case, <laughs> All right, that's one. But two, did I have any crushes when I was growing up? Well, obviously, Pamela Anderson was a big deal when I was. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. She's a lovely young lady. Don't roll your eyes. Pamela Anderson. Um, you know, I don't remember. I'm sure there were several. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm sure there were several, but not one actually stands out to me. No, that's kind of a lame answer. There had to be one. I can't think of it, though. Dear Master of the Fart Button, I've been listening to your Lessons from History podcasts, and although they're great, there are times where I know you'd have hit the fart button if you were recording them today. I think it would be great if you could have Chris or Michael go back and insert the farting sound where appropriate. I'm sure they spend way too much time screwing around. Boy, do they ever. And this would be a better use of their time. What do you think? He says I can say his name. My name he said his name is Bennett. I don't know where I don't know which episode that would be appropriate, Chris, but it would be funny. Jay Steele Many Guns the Third. Just wanted to applaud you. You used the word rural several times in the past couple weeks, and you have nailed the pronunciation each time. Bravo! No big deal. P.S. she says. My kid, who has heard much of your wisdom, heard you telling listeners to submit their Ask Dr. Jesse questions and said to me, what? Jesse Kelly is a doctor too? And my reply, son, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> Boy, she's dead nuts on, Chris. I am. Hi, Jesse. I didn't make it onto the air last night, but I wanted to tell you how I knew I was old. I wanted to be handsome like Jesse Kelly, so I grew a beard. Well... It came in snow white, and I look like Santa Claus. <laughs> look, buddy, 
Have you seen my beard? It's getting whiter and whiter and whiter by the day. Keep the white beard, because if that's the look you're going for, I'll be there shortly. Conservatives have been labeled anti-science. Why aren't we calling leftists anti-data? It doesn't have to be reserved only for masking, but could also be used when talking about crime, the border, etc. Look, there may be something to that. Remember, labels, we don't like the labels they put on us. We complain about them all the time. I can't believe it. They called me a Nazi. She called me a white supremacist. I, I can't believe We don't like the labels, but labels are effective. That's why they use them so much. They are very, very effective. They're very effective at shaping how people view others. They do matter. I don't know about anti-data or if that would work, but hey, you want to give it a run? Give it a run. Dear Blind Oracle. You know, that's not nice. I confide in you yesterday about the upgraded eyeglass things, and I'm still not getting those glasses, Chris. I'm not paying $250, $300 for glasses. I'm not that blind. I'd have to be Stevie Wonder to pay those prices, and I'm not doing it. But anyway, dear blind oracle, you know why your eyes are getting worse? Because you eat bowls of jalapeno cheese and crushed Doritos. Put some carrots in there or else Chris is going to have to start pressing the freedom isn't free button for you. You know, freedom is not free. God bless you and what you're doing to save America. You can say my name. His name is Matt. Jesse, when communists lose their jobs, angels get their wings. The predominant deflection of CNN's failure even to those on the right, was not to revel in the loss of their jobs? Are you kidding me? CNN pushed that lockdown nonsense, so on and so forth. Oh, I'm old enough to remember CNN openly, endlessly advocating that I be fired because I chose not to take a vaccine. I'm old enough to remember when Joe Biden did that. And You remember what Chris, I know Chris remembers, you remember when they all started in on that pandemic of the unvaccinated stuff i said this is actually an extremely radical thing an unprecedented thing for a president to point at half of his own country and blame them for a pandemic and this is going to create a level of bitterness in people they don't properly they don't accept people on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated That's not a small thing. I know there's so much awful out there right now. We've kind of forgotten about that. For the president to say something like that to a country is a big deal. And companies like CNN chose to parrot that and just run with that. You all blamed me for a pandemic and you tried to have me fired. And now you have a bad business that goes under and you're expecting sympathy. Man, did you come to the wrong place? All right. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, whatever you want. Make sure you have fun this weekend. Put your phone down. Turn the news off. Keep your chin up. Barbecue some meats. There you go, Chris. Look at me being pro-barbecue. Cook some meat. Go to the pool with your family. Enjoy yourself. I promise. I promise there'll be more problems waiting for us on Monday, all right? That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 